In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is and shall be. The reading today of the Gospel is from Matthew chapter 9. This is for the Sunday, for the sixth Sunday after Matthew. And it follows in the Gospel of Matthew immediately after our reading from last week. When Christ cast out the demons uh, and, and cast them into the pigs and they went off the cliff into the lake. And at the end of last week's Gospel reading, we heard that Jesus got into the boat and crossed to the other side and came to his own city. And at the beginning of today's Gospel reading, it's the same verse. Jesus got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. So we're picking up right where we left off last week. And in the context of Matthew chapter 8, Christ feeds the 5,000. He walks on the water. Right? He casts out the demoniac. He casts out the demons from the demoniac. And now in chapter 9, he comes back to his own city and he is brought a paralytic. A paralytic. This is the same paralytic, the same story that in Mark's version, these men, these friends, bring the paralytic to Christ and they put him through the roof, okay, to get him to Christ. Matthew doesn't describe it in that detail. But these friends bring the paralytic to Christ for healing. And Christ sees their faith and he doesn't heal him right away. The first thing he says is, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. So, let me rephrase this. These men brought their friend's car for a car wash and received a whole new car instead of just a little car wash. Okay? Like, they brought their friend for healing of the body, and the Lord healed the soul. Now, then the Pharisees are like, hey, wait, you can't do that. Only God can do that. And Jesus says, guess what? I'm God. And he heals the man to show that the forgiveness was authentic and real from God. Christ shows the importance of forgiveness in this moment. He shows the power of His forgiveness of our sins. The problem that we have is that too many times we are paralyzed by our sins because we don't think God actually forgives us. Even when we repent of our sins, even when we confess our sins and receive that sacramental absolution for them, we are still plagued by the thoughts and the doubts that God won't forgive us. We're paralyzed, so to speak, by this shame. Now, where does the shame come from? The shame comes from the devil. The devil is just the annoying little voice on the outside making us think that God can't forgive us. So, 
in this Bible passage, the Lord shows the importance of forgiveness. He forgives the sins first. Then He heals the body. Healing the body was actually secondary to Christ. Because you can live with a broken body. But you die an eternal death with a broken soul. Right? And even in other cases in the Gospels, when Christ heals somebody, what does He often say? Go and sin no more. Sure, I restored your sight, I made you walk, I made you hear, I loosed you know, the, the, your tongue. Whatever it was, He would often say, go and sin no more especially to the lepers. Go and sin no more. The healing of the soul is of utmost importance. And sometimes the Lord allows us to suffer in the body so that we come to Him for healing of the soul. This paralytic would not be in front of Christ had his friends not brought him. Right? So you see how his physical illness got him in front of God and then his spiritual sickness was healed. You see how beautiful that is? St. John Chrysostom has a beautiful quote. He says, he says, our sins are like a spark falling in the ocean of God's love and forgiveness. Can a spark falling in the ocean set it on fire and overpower it? No. There's no way. Right? It just gets swallowed up and disappears. Right? That spark can't overpower the water in the ocean. Just like our sins can't overpower God's love and forgiveness. The only way that we don't receive God's forgiveness is by not asking for it. The only way that that spark continues to burn is if we hold on to it. But if we come to the church, if we come to confession, God will forgive us. Earlier this week, I was dealing with a situation, <clears throat> and I was having a hard time dealing with this. And um, I was talking to a friend, and the friend said, "Do you need to? Do you, Father Matthew, need to go confess for whatever wrongdoing you've you've played a part in in this situation?" And I said, "Well, I've actually already confessed whatever I saw as my part." And they said, so why, why are you still bothered by whatever you think you did wrong? I said, I don't know. And my friend said, isn't God's forgiveness good enough? Isn't it good enough? Now, the answer, of course, is of course it's good enough. But the way that I was feeling, I was feeling like, no, even God can't forgive this, right? Woe is me. 
And so what happens, I turn myself into Judas rather than into Peter. Judas and Peter basically committed the same sin. Judas didn't repent. He said, God can't forgive me, and he hung himself. Peter wept, repented, and returned to the Lord. Do you see the difference? See the difference? Peter believed in the power of God's forgiveness. And so he was restored. Right? Christ even does a public restoration and like a confession with Peter. Peter, do you love me? He asked him three times to make up for the three times that Peter denied him. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. So, brothers and sisters, we are all paralytics. We are all paralyzed in the soul in some way, shape, or form. And some of us even have those moments, maybe some more than others, where we wake up and we can't get out of bed. And we're, we feel literally paralyzed. The Lord allows these things to bring us to Himself. And so when you're feeling ill, when you're going through hardship, the question you should ask yourself is not so much, how long will this last? Because you know there will be an end to it at some point. The question you should ask is, have I truly repented? And once you truly repent, believe deeply in the power of God's forgiveness. Believe deeply in the ocean of His love and swim in it. Let those sparks of sins disappear and, let, and be done with it. And be done with it. You know, one of the things that I always have to tell myself is do the best you can and then call it good. Just do the best you can. And if you don't do the best you can, repent and Keep trying. And we keep going. So, when you go home today, and as you go through the week, I want you to remember that God loves you, and God forgives you. You have to forgive yourself. Because you don't know better than God. You have to forgive yourself. And you have to repent. That goes with it, of course. But when you sincerely repent, sincerely believe in the power of God's forgiveness. Because we say over and over through the services, For thou art a good God and lovest mankind. I don't ever remember hearing anything in the service about God holding grudges against sins that have been confessed. So come to confession, repent your sins, and trust in God's forgiveness. And if you fall down and you go through the cycle again, get back up and do it all over again. There's no end to the, ocean, to, to the amount of water in the ocean of God's love. Okay? So brothers and sisters, let us come before God with our paralyzed soul and let us offer Him our illness and our weakness and our sinfulness and our passions and say, Lord, please forgive us. And let us trust 
that He loves us and forgives us and will give us the grace to overcome and continue struggling until our dying breath. To Christ our God be glory, honor, and worship, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Yes.